If you are hearing this right now, it means we're covering some graphic topics in today's episode. This is a true crime and paranormal podcast. There's going to be some murder. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Archive. It is, oh, murder mystery all around mayhem. Yep. Um, that's Ben. That's Bailey. It's been a while, but we're back now. Uh, we went on hiatus for school been reasons. gone for a long time. Yeah, three months to be exact. Yep. We had finals. We got jobs. It's We both got COVID and died. Oh my God, don't say that. We did, well, we didn't. We're talking to you right now. Fully vaxxed. Ready to have a vaxxed hot girl summer. Yeah. What is it? Vaxxed and waxed? That's, vaxed, that's the same waxed, goes now. Botaxed. Ready for a hot girl summer. Yep. We're doing hot girl shit. Mm-hmm. And that includes recording more episodes ah. for you people. Uh, all right. <laughs> Enjoy this uh, pre-recorded episode from like two months ago. <laughs> Enjoy. Have fun. <clears throat> what are you drinking today? Irish breakfast. With no sugar, like a psychopath. Um, I myself went for the organic ginger peach. We're doing like that wine and crime intro where they <laughs> talk about this week's wine or whatever. So today I'm pairing um, <laughs> demonic possession with ginger peach. <laughs> and you can get these, uh, you can order them online or you can get them from your local Fred Meyer. <laughs> your uh, local Tivana. This one's really Just not, not, not the hitting. celestial seasonings. This is a really weak tea or something. Like. <laughs> I'm so excited for our cases, though, this week. Ah! This is going to be so good. Sally, she's made a return. Long time no see, girl. I think it's because this mic that I have is like not very good. Or it's because we're haunted. Because you what talked about one? Robert the Doll. This one's... Okay, I found our good news story for the end. Sweet. How's your week been? Well, had a panic attack two nights ago. Oh, Jesus. And then... Stayed the night at my parents with the dogs. Dogs solve everything. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I'm trying to get my dog registered as a uh, emotional support animal so mm. that I can take him with me when I move. That'd be nice. Um, and also, <laughs> I'm like, how do I tell my therapist that like I need him without saying, like, my dog makes me not want to kill myself? <laughs> tell your therapist you need your dog to stay alive without <laughs> telling your therapist you need your dog to stay alive. New challenge. <laughs> is trash the ginger peach is good they have blackberry raspberry out there too but yeah dogs solve everything i for one am having a great week because most of my classes got canceled because there's no power to the art and design building so i'm doing great i wrote two cases today hell yeah all right so excited are you up first this week or am i that's you that's you no, I went first last week because no. you did cockfighting, then I did massacre, oh, then right. I did Cowden family, and you did because we're one week ahead. Whatever yeah. it is that you did, yeah, we're we're doing these a week ahead now. You might have noticed how we um accidentally missed a posting, but on it's the fine. Valentine's Day one, it was yeah, like, <laughs> it was like see you February fifteenth, yeah, and I was like it is the seventeenth because <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be posted a week before, but it's fine. You know, we get stressed with schoolwork, so we figured this would be the best way to do it: stay a week ahead. Mm-hmm. and it's fine nobody's complaining except all the people yeah. that texted me asking where the episode oh, was really? <laughs> yeah i got no text so not even from peyton either so probably because we chewed him out after the last one i mean like oh you're gonna tell us how the moon works fuck you oh <laughs> uh, what did we say the i said that i read on oh, yeah. twitter somewhere oh, yeah. you said you read on twitter that the moon 
like people go crazy on a full moon because the moon controls the water like tides and stuff and maybe there's water in our bodies i said i quote i said yo i read this on twitter it's probably not right and then he sends us a text it's like guys you could not be any more wrong and i'm like put your fedora back on and leave me alone (laughs) peyton thank you for listening um we appreciate your support we appreciate you very much (laughs) but don't tell me how to podcast (laughs) next he's gonna tell us astrology is not real (laughs) it's only real when it says nice things about gemini so that's all i gotta say Uh, i was gonna say something and then i forgot mm. the story of my life uh tiny pea brain holds no information those folds gone (laughs) uh my brain is smooth what would that be oh that'd be like a a raisin but it's a pea oh they make make like dried peas where they're all shrivelly. Well, yeah, okay. It's just Are you saying I got a dried pea in my head? Yeah. Wrong. I've got a regular pea. She's smooth. No folds to be seen. <laughs> I cannot I'm grasp like, information. Uh, yeah, I guess you I guess you have a dried pea in your brain. <laughs> all right. Um, I was going to say, "Oh, hello. Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Archive." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Bailey. I'm Ben. Oh, I was trying to trip you up, but you did great. No, uh, you can't get me anymore. Never <laughs> again. I'll do it. No, you won't. I'll do it someday. You'll someday I will get, get you again. You'll never get me. Well, it took you like 14 episodes to get there. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, murder mystery keep- and all around mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you going to keep that over my head? Um, Until you mess up again. I think that's that exact thing has happened before, actually several times this tea is making my tummy hurt i thought ginger was supposed to do the opposite i'm drinking this one but it, it's so it's weak. not great it's not a good yeah tea. no mine wasn't as as like peachy as i thought mm. what you smelled said smelled good it smelled peachy but to make it, me feel it don't well okay when i want peach tea i'm thinking of like my grandma's sweet tea from she's from texas mm. she makes her sweet tea out on the porch and then dumps like 12 cups of sugar into it <laughs> so out when i'm porch. thinking peach tea she uses like 12 tea bags and like it's probably like a liter a of sugar like like a two liter thing of of tea and she uses 12 tea bags a buttload of sugar it'll give you diabetes but it's good mm. <laughs> sounds good anyways you're first this week let's go oh i'm first this week we we had a discussion about this five minutes ago not even i still had it in my head because i was <laughs> editing yeah okay all right I'm first. This We're week. a week ahead now. That's so funny. So as you should have learned last week. Yeah, as you should have learned last week. <laughs> now I gotta talk two weeks in the future. That's hard. That's hard. So as you should have learned last week, uh Bailey writes my cases. Thank you, Bailey, so much. You're awesome. Well, I write them I write the facts and then you go through and you make it your own. Well, yeah, but you know. Yeah, he's got a ghostwriter. You give now. me a basis. Yeah, I got a ghostwriter. That's great. I'm what like can, Drake. What can I say? I'm just. No, I'm, I'm, I'm into like that crime. Give me the murder. Okay, so she tried to goof on me. <laughs> here. <laughs> the first line. So I knew you were gonna. I'm starting be- out with. Okay, Bailey. So you know I'm a weeb, right? Yeah, yeah, I she know. She wrote that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You're gonna go ahead and act like it's not the truth. Uh well, okay, there's a lot of people who watch way more anime than I do. Every time I walk into your house, there's anime on the television. That's fair, but I don't I do not do it I'm the not justice saying that that's I should. A bad I, don't, I don't watch all the things that I should. 
I'm not saying it's a bad thing unless you have a body pillow with I went through a big real... boobs. Then it, we might have to talk. <laughs> we had a, a fridge sticker that Mason <laughs> bought for his coworker. We had it on our fridge for a while until he gave it to his coworker. It was like a... I don't even know what character it was. But I don't think it was even a character. It was just some was girl some in a little sailor costume with big Oh, yeah. Yeezys. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Sammy and I, every time we open the fridge, that we're like, so funny. we should break up with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I kind of miss it. <laughs> Ben's like, I've been single a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Maybe so for funny. your, wait. Oh, yeah, your birthday already passed. You know what? Jacob of, said he was going to get me an anime end, body pillow. End of school present? I'll get like, you a body bro, pillow. No, I have a body pillow. I don't want a cover for <laughs> it. I have normal plaid Wait, cover. One side, one side will be like family appropriate so you can flip it to that side when your parents come over and she'll Bailey be fully dressed. Through. I have it flipped over. <laughs> yeah. And then the other side, she'll be in like a little sailor outfit, but like yiddies out. I'm you know? so done talking about this. It's <laughs> not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, well, I'm not a weeb. I just watch anime. Like, I don't. I should watch more. I went through a. I went through a phase of watching. <laughs> Nobody a ton has of anime ever school, said that sentence. Not like unironically, you know. I should watch more anime. It's just what the doctor prescribed. <laughs> okay, well, apparently this extends to all areas of my life because this week on the podcast I am talking about the 2007 Belgian manga murders. And it's manga, not manga. Manga, manga, mango. The, yeah. I don't even read manga, really. I've only read Akira. The manga of that. Is that the dog that pulls a sled? No. No, I'm thinking of Laika, the dog that goes into space. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. This case has to do with a Belgian murderer whose crimes were inspired by the popular anime and manga Death Note. It's great. I love Death Note. I've seen it's a awesome. few episodes. Jacob made really? me watch it. Yeah. Really? You sound like a puppy. Really? <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Call me Fedora there, boy. <laughs> Fedoras are coming back, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they're in style now, okay? It's 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 not what it used to be. Then... Okay. You you tell yourself that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Death Note's great. Uh but so Okay. This murder in the Belgian press was dubbed the manga murderer. This is because he left notes near his victim, which said in Japanese that he is Kira. And Kira is, uh, this is the vigilante alias of Light Yagami, the main character in Death Note. On Friday, September 28th of 2007, the torso and two thighs of a mutilated corpse were found in Eden Park, Brussels, by two people nearby who smelled what they thought was a dead animal, but was really rotting flesh. <laughs> How about that morning walk? <laughs> Kathy's like... How am I supposed to get my steps in today? Oh, dude, <laughs> she's probably like, I've everywhere. got my steps in for today. Let's go get some Froyo <laughs> or whatever they have in Belgium. She's like ne never able to walk again, just in shock. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but... <laughs> what, what was that? No, you already make fun of me for wanting to find a dead body. I'm like, she'd be so exhilarated. She's going to run <laughs> another mile. <laughs> All the adrenaline. Oh, man. <laughs> But no, this isn't even in a in a bag. It's just out in the open, like not in the open, but you know, on the side of the path or whatever. Hmm. Dude, you don't want to find a body like that. A body's a body. Okay, we've already talked about the new bird foot. I'd find a foot. I don't discriminate. I don't want to find anything. I don't want to find anything. <laughs> anyway, but shortly after the body was discovered, that was a weird way to say that. Shortly after the body was discovered and police were called, a search of the area revealed two handwritten notes near the body. And this is what we're talking about with the note. 
Um, so yeah, they say in all caps, Watashi wa Kira dress, which is a mistranslation of the sentence, I am Kira. And that's Light Yagami's alter ego. So I guess I should talk about the show to give you some background if you've never seen or heard the story. Sounds like you have, but only a few episodes. Like three or four. Did you like it though? Uh, it was okay. I was mostly liking the Chipotle that I had in front of me. So. Mm. Did you like it so much that you were going to go kill somebody? <laughs> I mean, if you gave me a notebook. <laughs> it was a cool notebook. I've thought about buying a black notebook no. and writing death note on You're it. You're like all those kids in PE class. Yeah. The like. Oh, the I have cre- friends The creepy anime. Yeah kid in pe class who like no. bought it at hot topic and like sits in the corner like writing the popular kids names in it like <laughs> <laughs> they never picked me for dodgeball i had friends that had <laughs> it and i was just like oh that's cool some what is that from oh some anime and i was like oh cool and then i watched the anime and i'm like oh that was a that was a freaking <laughs> you look over their note? shoulder your names in like, it and you're like minute. oh that's cool and then you figure out later you're like oh my god yeah after i watched it i was like oh <laughs> it's kind of sketch okay let's talk about let's talk about the story so Death Note is a manga series created by writer Sugumi Oba that was later made into an anime as well. I've only seen the anime, haven't read the manga. I don't know. I might sometime. So the series is about a college student named Light. That's his real name. (laughs) (laughs) Light. Light finds this this supernatural notebook called the Death Note. So this notebook gives him the ability to kill anyone just by writing their name and picturing their face. So it can't accidentally kill anybody with the same name because he, he has to think of their face. Like, say this guy wanted to kill, like, Bill Clinton, and you just so happen to be named Bill Clinton. You're just going about your daily life, and then boom. But you don't have the same why face, Why did though? I choose to kill Bill Clinton? Yeah, that's why that comes in handy. I'm saying if, okay. they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they didn't have that, they'd run into some problems. Yeah, it's definitely a good uh, fix for that. Just to be clear to the FBI man in my computer, I do not want to nah, kill Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. All my homies hate Bill Clinton. (laughs) I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Even if he didn't with her? Bro, he's been on... He did. That's the whole thing. I know, but even if he hadn't, he's been on so many of Epstein's flights, bro. Like... Shady. Shady, bro. That's like... Don't be doing that. (laughs) He has had sex with underage children. Okay. For sure. Let's move on. Back on track. Sorry. Just saying... (laughs) Bill Clinton's a piece of crap. I don't know why that was the first name that came to mind, but it was. Because <laughs> you knew Maybe in your I'm heart. Just, I'm just thinking about Bill Clinton a lot. Clinton he plays a saxophone. Sucks. Doesn't make him cool. <laughs> You're right. All saxophone players su- All saxophone no! players are weebs. No. I was in band for eight years. You're I just know ma- this. You're just making accusations. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's get back on track. Trombone players no, are weebs no, 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 for no. sure. At least they were in my That's school. That's messed up. <laughs> I was I wasn't trombone, but that's messed <laughs> you up. You played trombone? No, I said I wasn't. Oh, I was trumpet. <laughs> I only played in like trombone players are assholes. Though. If any if any of you were in band, I've had you know some this. experience with asshole trumpet players. Okay, let's get back. Something on track. about those three buttons. They're like no I have more three buttons. You have a slide. I'm better than you. You know. <laughs> Just kidding. That make I any was. Sense. I, I played the flute, so you know I was a bitch. That doesn't make. <laughs> what? <laughs> you weren't in band. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I was, but only in middle school. You're like, no, sorry. <laughs> I had friends. <laughs> and a social life. No, okay, okay. Okay. Band kids are freaky. Good That's Christian band boy. There's nothing Christian about band kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
horny nerds. That's what they are. Shut up. All right. All right. That's you. You were a band nerd. Yeah, but I didn't get freaky at the band parties like everybody else did. Yeah, kids. I like those memes. Like, uh, (laughs) band kids are horny. My first sexual experience with the trumpet. (laughs) Or whatever. No, what are the memes? Whatever. Let's. Can we just. Can I get back to the script? Oh, we were talking about. Can I get back to the script? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to talk about anime, Bailey. Gotta give the weeb what he wants. Oh, my God. Let's get back on track. So, Light. This is the fictional story. Remember, we've been off track for a bit now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Light gets this notebook, and it comes with a Shinigami named Ryuk. And Ryuk looks like Edward Scissorhands because he was modeled (laughs) after Edward Scissorhands. Oh, really? Yeah. Oboe was a fan of Tim Burton. That's awesome. So, in Japanese culture, the Shinigami is a god or like a supernatural spirit that invites humans towards death. And there's like a whole Shinigami world. And the European version of this would be like a Grim Reaper, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Can I just like start Supernatural over? Supernatural demon. Okay. Um, throughout the whole series, Ryuk, the Shinigami, is urging Light towards committing the murders. And that's not to say he doesn't want to commit the crimes because his moral compass is whack. Yeah, that's the one part I do remember from the show. Being yeah. like, mm, being like, yo, what, what? I don't know if I would have <laughs> chosen that, but okay. Yeah. It's so funny. And in turn, Light develops like a god complex and he's passing judgment on the people and killing them which seems fine you know i too would like a mentally unstable young man to decide my fate <laughs> like right that seems pretty reasonable <laughs> at this point in death note nobody knows that light has the death note mm. but the general public just see on the news all these criminals and corrupt politicians and people who are dying so the public names him kira kira actually means beam of light or ruler of the people hmm. which is kind of cool because that's that's kind of cool that's, pr- that's pretty uh, spot on for what he thinks he is so with that background knowledge all of that about the show the killer has taken on the god complex of this anime he's character, like absorbed right? this it's not characters. good yeah which we've all done we've all hmm. done that right like except for the murder part <laughs> like we've watched cartoons as a kid did you ever adopt like, like personality the traits or the adap- from, attitude like, yeah TV yeah shows oh yeah what'd for you, sure what do you have um a little bit of rachel and phoebe from friends i had this really weird i don't even want to talk about it but when i was like 12 13 no phoebe and rachel are awesome don't look at me i just like friends okay it's my comfort show because i have anxiety okay fine i was expecting like pokemon like a cartoon no but i couldn't rap the entire the entire theme song you know at the end where they like go through all the the mystery pokemon and shit oh yeah but (laughs) um no, I had, I don't even want to talk about this, but then I was like 12 or 13 um, in middle school. <laughs> Here we uh, go. Oh, my, <laughs> now we're getting. My friends and I all watched Miranda Sings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I don't want to say it, but I so did have a short, maybe like two or three month long phase <laughs> where I was like obsessed with Miranda Sings. Bro, same. talk like that. Same, but with Tobuscus. Tobuscus. <laughs> Which is bad. Chicken biscuit, chicken little biscuit. Oh, God. Yeah. Miranda Sings was freaking <laughs> crazy. I know a bunch of, like, I know a bunch of people who in high school were talking like that. No. Yeah, bro. It was whack. At least my face was in middle school and it was short. It was So whack, I can dude. live with that. <laughs> but just barely. An avatar? Dude, Ooh, oh my Avatar. god, I imitated Avatar. Like, Bruh, all I thought those I was a waterbender. I don't want to talk yeah, about it. So, I was oh, like, so cool. <laughs> the mean kids in school, I'm like, I'm a bloodbender. <laughs> Dude, I, I was like, really a, trying. <laughs> I went through a phase where, like, every night I would try to use the force. You know, I was just like. Was this last week? 
<laughs> sometimes I still I still just like you're like just in case let just me try. for the fun of it just like you know, do you want to know what was really bad coffee. uh what? in middle school sixth grade my my best friend uh at the time shout out Amy um got me into My Little Pony mm-hmm. <laughs> we watched every single episode of My Little Pony we wore My Little Pony t-shirts like we bought them at Hot Topic together you were and a wore them. Well, the bad thing was, too, I had, like, short hair, hadn't learned how to pluck my eyebrows yet. I was chubby, so I looked like a man, probably. Oh. <laughs> I looked <yo>. like a brony. <laughs> Bailey was a brony. Be- I can't believe I'm admitting Bailey this. Bailey was a brony. On, out loud. On, live, yeah. on air. <laughs> yeah. Mike's hot. I was not. <laughs> no, we're streaming this. I'm putting this straight. This is a YouTube live. This is, we're on Instagram yeah. live. No. Yeah, we got, like, one, but, one person on there just, like, No, the when I drink... I drink to forget that forget phase. your brony phase and like <laughs> Cicely watches My Little Pony, but in French to learn to learn French. That's a good idea. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. I wouldn't pick My Little Pony <laughs> though, but I guess it was it's cool. It's okay, simple, you know, it's easier to learn. We just, like learned like, how to draw the ponies and everything. That's that's crazy. I'll question you more than that later. <laughs> Anyways, bro, you, you did, listener, you just missed out on the gnarliest <laughs> conversation. I'm not even going to allude to what it was about, but dang, just got some deep insight into the mind of Bailey Moore. Not my mind. Somebody else's. Well, I'm just a messenger. Some, I mean, <laughs> things from that were probably put in your mind. Uh, just trauma. Just, yeah, just trauma. Okay. Nothing bad, of course. Not Nothing bad. Back into it. Let me scroll over to my tab. Here we go. Yeah, this guy, the murderer, is acting like light in the same way that you acted like Miranda Sings. <laughs> <laughs> Just a more horrible way because, you know, he <laughs> no, killed No, I think somebody. mine was worse. <laughs> Yours is more of a bane on humanity. So he thinks he's doing a service by killing. But obviously this isn't true. Like, murder is still bad even if you, dece- if you even if you leave a poorly uh, uh, translated sticky note next to the corpse. <laughs> well, it's not, that shit. Doesn't, that grows my plan. I am Kira. Like, leave an IOU <sighs> next to your corpse. <laughs> what? There's a sticky note. Bro. That actually works for what what we're about to get into later. Oh, no. All right. Unfortunately, detectives were unable to identify the victim just because, like, I mean, they only have the torso and thighs. Like, how are you supposed to identify somebody from the torso and thighs? You can't. They don't do, like... (laughs) (laughs) Should I say the thing? Okay. They don't do, like, ball imprints. (laughs) Like, uh, instead of fingerprints. You you go to the DMV for your license. (laughs) And they're like, thumbs. Scrotum. (laughs) 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 They they hand you the ink pad. Oh, man. (laughs) Get down there. No. (laughs) It's like that really old lady, though, who's like about to turn to dust, but she's still working. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) thumb, index finger, scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh my god. Well, that would have been helpful. Freaking. <laughs> Scrotum. I'm just imagining the lady from a, a, a from Monster Zing. Monster Zing. Yeah. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Please you missed scan your, your scrotum. scrotum print. <laughs> Mr. Scrotum print. <laughs> you got another one? You got another one? What do you got? Your scrotum print smudged. <laughs> Oh, it's oh. too hot out. 
it's like, and if it's too cold, you can't, it's not enough got, there. They got a poster of Pamela Anderson on the wall. <laughs> it's not your. It's not your whole. Di- well, I mean, this is this is hypothetical in the first place. But yeah, it doesn't, Billy. Billy, it's not my job to know how that works. <laughs> not how well, that they works. They fill up with something. <laughs> Come back when your bladder's full. Pee is stored in the balls. <laughs> Pee is stored in the balls. Anyway, detectives never <laughs> identified the victim. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they didn't have that scrotum print. Okay, so here it's kind of weird because they think that the parts were stored in some kind of freezer. Or the body, when it was whole, was stored in some kind of freezer. <laughs> Stop. Maybe, maybe Stop. that's why they couldn't get Stop. the print. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, I'm done. It's too much. It's too much. God damn it. I can't. So the body was of a Caucasian man, 20 to 30 years old. His scrotum and thighs were shaved, and this was weird to the detectives. They were like, this means the killer has psychopathic tendencies, and maybe, and this may be part of his MO. What? What are you talking about? Maybe he just liked to feel the breeze. he just wants to be smooth. (laughs) He was probably shaved before he got cut. Well, it's it's like is the shave he, his own free will? He it was he was like cleaning up down there and then yeah, uh, dead. Like, yeah. Or was it the killer was he shaved post mortem is the question. I because mean, if he was shaved before he was that, dead, it's like yeah, I don't know how you would how you determine that know? though, but I think yeah. it's a stretch to be like ball yeah. shaved, psychopath. Yeah, the killer is a psychopath. Although I mean, if they <laughs> did do that, it's a little weird. Yeah, if the killer did, like, but you can't you really that? determine that. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't assume that the killer did it versus the person did it before they were killed. Right? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. So the detectives on the case were not super geniuses like the detective in the anime. The detective in the anime is like called L. It's just L. Mm. And they're like super smart. These detectives had a theory that the body parts were part of a prank by a bunch of medical students. <laughs> like that was one of their leads. Bro. Like what? Who's letting these cadavers leave the building? <laughs> Apparently in Belgium. <laughs> Apparently, oh my god! Apparently, in Belgium, when you feel lonely and your lab partner never wants to hang out outside of school, you can check out a cadaver and go for a walk in the park. They <laughs> just like forgot to check it back like in. It's like the animal shelter where they like check out a dog for a day, take him on a walk, but oh it's god. a dismembered foot <laughs> on a leash, <laughs> just dragging it along. <laughs> that's my guess. Yeah, that was one of their leads. Like that doesn't make any sense. When? When does this happen? How does? It- Who's watching the it's students? Like, okay, we've covered like a couple other like mutilation dismembering cases on here at least we did before the relaunch but why every time this happens to people like the dismembering the detectives always think it's medical students playing a prank the other one who is not locking up these cadavers at these medical institutions never before in my life have i seen any sort of news report of medical students playing a joke (laughs) like because it's not a fucking joke it, this shit could traumatize somebody for real medical students being like oh, foot next to a vending machine and then traumatizing the shit out of some elementary ed majors like me cinematic art student i see a foot next to the vending machine <laughs> you just, ah! crap yourself what is it? yeah oh my gosh. dismembered body parts are never a medical student prank that's a t-shirt right there new merch God. dismembered body parts are never, never a medical, a medical student, student, student prank. prank it's like that in every case i, I swear what... just like it's never a mannequin when people find a dead body they're like i thought it was a mannequin are it's never a mannequin just crazy and we don't know it like is i don't know what are these 
what do these investigators know about medical students in the area? Like, are they just maybe they're freaking? They're crazy? a different breed in Belgium, <laughs> I guess. During the time when the detectives were like asking for witnesses and things like that, a woman came forward who said that she was jogging, and she saw a blonde man laying where the body was found, and she thought it was just a homeless man sleeping. But the next day, she ran the same route and saw him again. It was never determined whether like this was actually the victim before the body was put there, or. Mm. If she just saw a homeless man who was coincidentally in the same spot, we're not sure. Like, well, he hasn't moved in 24 hours. Maybe I should just run past him again. (laughs) Say, yeah, not this guy again. (laughs) It's just a torso. (laughs) Investigators also teamed up with another group that was investigating a similar series of murders in Belgium. The Butcher of Mons, a Belgian serial killer from 1996 uh, to 1997. He dismembered victims and placed their bodies in bags or out in the open sometimes in public spaces. Since the MO of the Butcher of Mons was kind of similar to the manga murderers, these groups of investigators teamed up and thought that maybe they could be the same person. Hmm. But side note, the Butcher of Mons has not been caught yet. Oh, so they're so. thinking it could be the same guy? At that point, they were. Mm, so okay. here's where the story threw me. Three years later, in 2010, four arrests were made in the case on the hmm. manga murderer case. Mm-hmm. The names of the men... I don't think released to the public because, I don't know, Belgium has like different laws about releasing names and faces than the U.S. Unless you're a minor in the U.S., they don't care. They just like slap your name in the head. That's true. Pretty the U.S. Up. does not care. If they think they're like the trial hasn't even gone on yet, we're putting your name in the headlines. Yeah. <laughs> go Belgium. Yeah, go Belgium. Probably a free health care too, huh? Damn, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but these four arrests, these men were all uh, 22 to 24, meaning that they were 18 to 21 at the time of the murders. So Mm. college age, just like light yangami. Three of the men were charged with murder and one was charged with failing to assist a person in danger. Yeah. So I thought the whole, the thing that threw me about all this was like, I thought it was one dude. I I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody thought it was one dude. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out it's actually just these four dudes. Mm -hmm. These anime lovers were roommates. (laughs) Yeah. That tracks. They travel in packs. Apparently the four men asked the victim to leave, but he didn't want to. So one thing led to another and they killed the guy. Um, apparently, I guess three of them like actually did the murder, and then one of them was impartial to it, or probably just didn't stop it. Yeah, failing to assist a person in danger was his was mm. that the fourth person's charge. But you know that's pretty bad. <laughs> and then like they chop the guy up. That's it's whack. not what I expected at all. That's whack. It's so whack. Dude, we need you to move out. Dude, no. Yeah. Okay, we'll chop you no. up. <laughs> do you think spoiled they... an anime for him and they're like <laughs> killed him? I was gonna say, do you think they got their deposit back? all right here's the letdown so it's shocking that there is not more in this case but there really isn't dismemberment doesn't happen every day and i would think that they would have that should be some headline stuff yeah Yeah. but yeah there's a lot of questions left on this one like where are the body parts (laughs) yeah where's the rest where's the rest of the guy and how did these four guys get found out i don't know if they turned themselves in or yeah somehow got caught i don't know the angle of anime murderer is really interesting but yeah. i really wanted it to be one dude one yeah. guy that was like i am the judge jury and executioner like jeez yeah well that was the thing yeah. too like researching everything for this case there was like no sources like i got like i got like a yeah, couple articles got? from i got there's Death a little Note bit of fandom wikipedia yeah um i got an article from the SMH? sydney sydney Oh, the Sydney, Sydney Morning Herald. That's what it was. SMH it's an Australian newspaper what? that wrote about this case. Yeah, that's where I had to get a bunch what of this stuff. Hell? It was like 
all these random sources because they're <laughs> anime news network yeah hey <laughs> anime's new anime news network had some good stuff on the case you'd all right think, you would think they wouldn't want that connected to them hey they're the they're the leading news for all things all anime things anime mur- including murder hey this includes anime <laughs> that's so funny all right let's get over let's hop over to bailey's case now oh i'm so excited so i've been doing a lot of murder lately okay yeah, what do we got here paranormal yes Nice. I've been doing a lot of murder. I thought I'd, you know, cleanse doing my... Doing a lot of murder. <laughs> well. <laughs> Bailey, quote from Bailey. I've been doing a lot of murder lately. Time to get spooky. More specifically, massacres. So I I just wanted to cleanse... <laughs> I just wanted to cleanse myself with some ghost and some paranormal activity, you know? I, think, I don't think so... that's how cleansing works. I'm supposed to take like a bath. Or like meditate. <laughs> I do. I just turn myself. on a true crime podcast while I do so. I don't do anything without a murder podcast in my ears. <laughs> I'm a catch, really. <laughs> Literally, Jake, I'm pretty sure Jacob thinks I'm going to kill him one day. If he keeps acting up. Anyways, so <laughs> this week I'm covering, I don't want to say this, I'm scared, but I will, the Borgvatnet Vicarage. Probably good. Nice job. I don't know. Probably, but the, the Borgvatnet vicarage that's really hard to say that is uh, vicarage what is vicarage that? i'll get into it okay uh right. i want to give some credit where credit's due i got a lot of this from swedish websites that i had to google translate really <laughs> yeah how was that uh well i used google chrome so i had an extension oh nice that, like translates nice. it for you yeah, yeah so incredibly you, easy like, going back and forth from a, a google translate <gasps> no i would have just that. picked a whole new case yeah, that'd be sorry <laughs> that'd be so bad but I got a lot of it from the actual like borgvatnet.eu. Like they they have a website for this. Um, mm-hmm. And Astonishing Legends, of course, Wikipedia will never donate. Love you, will never donate. <laughs> I just love how every time you say that, you like do your hand love like you. this. Will never donate. Love you, will never donate. <laughs> it's so like snappy. So well, funny. I can't lie. Can't lie to the people. So. Borgvatnet is a small village in the Ragunda municipality of northern Sweden. It's about 530 kilometers away from Stockholm. Uh, in American, that's about 330 miles. And the vicarage itself was constructed in 1876. Do you know what a vicarage is? No idea. It's it's the building where the priest or clergyman of a church is housed. So, like, every church has a vicarage in this time period. Um, where the what is? the the priest or the clergyman whatever they're called that's where they live yeah okay yeah so i mean before before this one i hadn't really heard of a vicarage i've heard of a parsonage um Uh i think that just has to do with the denomination maybe because my grandfather was a baptist preacher so my mom and my grandparents lived in a parsonage when he was a pastor of a church are they is it connected right to the church no it's a separate house sometimes they're connected to the church but um, a lot of times it's basically it's just a house that the church bought and that the pastor lives in interesting yeah all right so i googled it and it seems like the catholics call it a vicarage like anglican denominations call it a vicarage anyway right. but back in the 1800s and and even nowadays there's there were uh church endowments for clergymen so they had some sort of income that was usually derived from like mm-hmm. patient patient like patreons <laughs> <laughs> like patrons of the church tithing uh the land the church owned church-owned buildings stuff like that and it was basically a way for clergymen to have a place to say food everything they needed while they served the church Mm -hmm. 
So the building itself has a ton of rooms. The Borgnavat. Bor- How do I say that again? I got to scroll. <laughs> Borgvatnet. I was practicing that all day and I still did not get it. <laughs> the building itself uh, has a ton of rooms. And from the photos, it doesn't look super creepy, like super haunted. It's, well, I don't know. To it's you, not maybe. like you would imagine. I guess I guess that it, it could be because the photos are from nowadays, like they're modern photos. Uh, the vicarage nowadays is actually like a hotel. Like a, it's like a bed and breakfast. Um, but a hotel? Why would you want to stay there? Yeah, it's a historical location. A lot of people stay there for the ghosts mm. that I'll talk about later. But um, the, the tons of room in the house itself, and they all have really weird names. They have... The yellow room, the blue room, the pink room, the expedition, Ooh, the house, red room? and the crier's room. Do they have a red room? No, you freak. Red room. Oh, I thought that was a Fifty Shades of Grey thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why in no. my head. I was like, no, they don't have a sex dungeon. <laughs> it was a priest's house. <laughs> mm, you never know. You never know for the little boys because it's a catholic house anyway <laughs> <laughs> for the little boys i'm leaving that in no you cannot so like some weird names but we'll get into it later uh but just despite not looking super creepy it kind of just looks like grandma's house a little bit <laughs> like they hired my grandmother to interior design the place but it is haunted as shit so <laughs> oh man the first official haunting took place just 50 years after the construction of the building but they were they were definitely earlier accounts that were just never recorded on paper Uh, and a lot of these stories were passed down orally from generation to generation but only some were physically recorded do not i said the word orally and i knew it was a mistake as soon as you made that hand motion The vicarage has some sad history to go along with it, though. Yeah, you bet you feel bad now for making a penis joke, and I (laughs) have to go talk about people dying. (laughs) On April 11th of 1908, the wife of the priest residing at the time, named Marta, died in the yellow room at just 34 years old after giving birth to her 11th child. Well, she's got a legacy, I guess. (laughs) She got 11 of them. 34 years old, and you've already had 11 children. That's damn, like, I did not do the math on that. That's like every year. <laughs> God damn. Jeez. And Son. <laughs> her that's husband, a lot. That, well, hey, she's got nothing on the Duggars. On the what? The Duggars. You ever heard of that? The Colt family that has like 20 kids. Oh, One woman popped out 20 of them. Oh. Usually Wait, when it's 19. Col- usually they have when it's 19. Colts, it's like multiple women. For no, no, no. It's just this dude, one. But good God. Yeah, they believe birth control is a sin. Anyways... <laughs> It's not a sin. It's just smart. <laughs> yeah. What about like even even pulling out? Like fuck, man. I don't think it says anything about that in the Bible. Maybe the Book of Mormon. I'm kidding. <laughs> They're pretty specific in there. So yeah, maybe. Okay, let's get back. Anyways, her husband Per Hedlund, which <laughs> yes, his name was Per. There's Pear a, there's gonna be a lot of really great Swedish names in here, but her husband Per Hedlund was just absolutely grief stricken. He went out, buried her body in the backyard of the vicarage and it stayed there for a few weeks until the villagers of the town begged him to bury her in a real cemetery it's big, they're like the dude big... our kids play out here come on <laughs> so he buried her in the backyard of the vicarage and they're like you know go bury her in a real cemetery but pear said i'll do you one better okay <laughs> he agreed to dig up her body but when oh, he did no. the the story goes that he threw <laughs> he threw her over his shoulder and left oh my god 
That's, like, <laughs> that's so horrible. That may not be true. I mean, that's probably just local rumor, but he did leave the vicarage very quickly after he was forced to dig her up. Like, he left his job as a priest. Hopefully he told people, like, that was the plan. They're not just like, yo, why is he digging that lady up? And then he no. just leaves with her on his shoulder. Oh, my God. Oh my God. But Dang, no. he really should have checked if it was okay to bury her there before he buried her. Um, it probably was. I mean, this was like 1908. You could do whatever the heck you, you could bury a body anywhere, really, if you own the land. Yeah, but then they made But he move. buried it on church land and people were like, we have, dude, we have a cemetery, like a block down. You, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> but that's just a local rumor that he threw over his shoulder. Okay. But he was, it's a, it's a he did rumor. dig her up and he left very quickly. So, <laughs> but not long after that, in the early 1900s, uh, a 19-year-old unmarried maid became pregnant by one of the priests, which was, of course, a big no-no. Aren't Catholic... I think Catholic priests are supposed to not celibate, get married. Right? Yeah, I think they're celibate. Um, so, not very holy, that one, I, I guess. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, well, he never learned how to pull out. He should have talked to Marta and her 11 kids. <laughs> That'll done, really make you rethink it. I, I've done big eyes, like, so many times <laughs> during this episode. But this 19-year-old this maid became pregnant by the priest. Um, and a lot of articles make it seem that it was more of like a forced pregnancy situation. If you catch my drift, like she was assaulted. Pretty messed up. And to prevent this news from spreading around the village, as soon as she was starting to show, like her, her stomach was starting to grow, mm -hmm. he locked her in a cottage on the property. Basically just like locking her away like an animal. Yeah, no, that's not good. And it Well, in some articles it said cottage, but some articles said cage. Whoa! And I don't know. Whoa. I don't know if that's Yo, because of the translation. That's pretty big discrepancy there. Like I don't know if that's the translation oh my thing. God. But either way, he locked her up. It's like the southern border in America. It's like, uh, yeah, we 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 have children in secure areas. No, you have children in cages. <laughs> what the fuck? We have children in cottages. Cottages. I mean, cages. We have children in cottages. <laughs> That is so, so, I oh, mean, what? of course, she's probably scared to death, locked in there by herself after being assaulted. Like, she's not knowing what to do. She gave birth to the child in the cottage cage by herself. Like, having a baby is terrifying in itself, but doing it alone, <laughs> that's scary. I didn't even, is that, a, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, women give birth by themselves all the time. Damn. Have you ever seen the show, uh, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant? Mm-mm. Oh, well, what? <laughs> yeah, some women get pregnant, pregnant because some people like carry like really like inwards and they don't show outwardly. Does that hurt the baby, you think, or what? No, it's just some people like some people carry really high, some people carry really low, some people don't show very much. Like it's like up in your chest. Mm hmm. It like pushes around your other organs like to grow in like in the uterus, in the legs, and the right breast. <laughs> like it's like curved around your like, bro. Back. Just a baby. He's like, yeah, I never took anatomy. That'd be really bad for your back. <laughs> Getting pregnant no matter what is bad for your back. Regular breasts without a baby inside of them is bad for your back. Yeah, that's true. It's hard being a woman. It's a hard knock life for us. All hard, right. Hard knockers life. <laughs> that was a good that one. That was perfect. Thank that you. was good. Great stuff. But, oh my God, now I have to say the next line. Hard knockers life. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to. Okay. You just said hard knockers life and I literally have to say that uh, after she gave birth to her her child in the cottage by herself, she suffocated her own baby. Ah! Ah! Yeah. No! 
No, I take it back. We do this every time where we like say something stupid and the next line is like that. Oh my God. Her cage baby should just... Don't call it a cage baby. Okay, I'm cutting that out. (laughs) Well... Dude. But yeah, after she gave birth by herself in this cottage cage, she suffocated her own child because she was probably like terrified. She didn't know... She was probably in shock from giving birth by herself. She didn't want the shame of, you know, being an unmarried, you know, pregnant woman or like being unmarried with a child, especially by a priest. Yeah, nobody's going to believe her probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So after she suffocated the infant, uh, it's supposedly buried along the north side of the vicarage. And sad segue into the ghost portion of the case but since then people have reported hearing a baby cry and women screaming in the night at this vicarage at this house which it could be both marta and this woman as well as the baby um and some people have even seen a child moving around the house when there are no children yeah marta's um dug up spirit probably didn't like that and then this lady definitely didn't like that Mm -hmm. well because marta died in childbirth and then this woman had to give birth by herself and then killed her baby yeah Mm -hmm. not good stuff not good stuff and like seeing a child move around the vicarage when there's literally no children there (laughs) there's there's one thing that's scarier than regular ghosts it's children ghosts one thing I thought you were going to say, there's one thing, if there's one thing scarier than regular children, ghost children. <laughs> well, that too. A child. If there's one thing scarier than ghosts, it's children. <laughs> what has What's it worse than a rapist? A child. <laughs> he like pulls it away to say child, <laughs> child rapist. rapist. A child. <laughs> oh. There's just something so eerie about hearing a child laugh when there's like no kids around as yeah. opposed to like an adult laugh. I'd rather hear a grown person laugh than a child. I Although I don't hear adults laugh that often. Well, I guess I do. <laughs> it's because we're all depressed. Fuck. <laughs> I don't hear adults laugh that often. Dang. But in the yellow room where Marta died, uh, people often report seeing impressions on the bed as if somebody's sitting on it when nobody's <laughs> around. Marta's like, "Yo, this get out my so room." <laughs> this so is like, in the this is in the par- parsonage or, or yeah, oh, this, sorry, is, the this is in, yeah, this is in the vicarage. Yeah. In the yellow room, they report seeing impressions on the bed as if somebody's sitting, but there's literally nobody there. Um, And a baby crying is often heard in the pink room. Uh, The pink room is also called the birthing room because, like... um, This is classic horror movie stuff. Yeah. Like, naming rooms after colors and then weird, bad things Mm -hmm. specifically happen in each of these rooms. Well, guess which which room is on the north side of the vicarage i don't know the pink room because after she killed the baby it was buried on the north side of the vicarage property and that's the one where they hear the and that's the one where they hear the baby crying (sighs) it's Mm -hmm. all adding up but the first reported haunting like actually recorded haunting came in 1927 by the the resident vicar at the time or priest well okay i don't think maybe they're not catholic because a lot of these priests do have wives that come to live with them at the yeah that's what i was gonna say i don't know if they they definitely aren't supposed to have kids though right i have no idea because the pink room was often referred to as the birthing room and a lot of these these priests had wives so maybe they're not catholic not that any of that matters anyways they're just priests yeah yeah they were called priests but that could have been the translation thing but Sure, sure 1927 the resident priest at the time nils headland um was actually one of marta's sons and he was outside hanging up his clothes on a clothesline because it's mm. 1927. Dryers don't exist. 
Um, and he reported that his laundry was being ripped off the clothesline and flung all over the ground as though someone was there doing it, but nobody was around. Like his shit was being like pulled off the clothesline. It's like a windstorm, and he's like, "It's a ghost." No, there was no wind. They were they're literally clothes pinned to the clothesline, and the clothes pins were like flying off as if somebody was like grabbing it and ripping it away. Well, <laughs> well, he continued to live there for a little while longer, so obviously it didn't bother him that much. <laughs> he's. Just- He's just like, yeah, that doesn't happen to you guys. <laughs> That's well, not how your clotheslines work. He's grown up in that house probably if he's uh, Marta's son. So he's probably like, you guys don't hear babies crying in the night? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that's so, just, that's not normal. Like that's not, you guys don't hear that? In the 1930s, the priest in residence named Rudolf Tangden uh, was sitting in, in the great hall of the house when he spotted an old woman uh Speech to text said flirting, but it meant to say floating. <laughs> An old woman flirting in the doorway. And, and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm celibate. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, he had a wife. <laughs> he's like, She's home. <laughs> Anyways, so the, the priest in residence at the time, Rudolph Tangden, was sitting in the great hall of the house when he spotted an old woman floating through the doorway. Uh, he got up to ask her why she was in the house or like if she needed anything. <laughs> why are you he here? Was a, he's a gentleman. He's like, can I get you some water? As she's like floating through can the I house. Can I get you a tether? <laughs> Maybe a horcrux. Uh, <laughs> and, can I get you some holy water? Please yeah. get the fuck out. <laughs> but like as soon as as soon as he got up to go like investigate, she disappeared. And the woman in gray, as they call her, still frequents the Borgvatnet vicarage to this day. She's been reported to walk towards guests, but then suddenly change directions and walk towards the expedition, which is another room of the house. She pulls a and get then out. she disappears. Pulls a get out challenge on him. <laughs> That's like, creepy, man. Well, okay. More recently, though, guests at the hotel have been re- have reported seeing a dark male figure with a t- with a hat that runs between the dining room and the expedition. And, like, they can hear its footsteps. They can feel what? its presence. It just runs back and forth. This dark, tall male figure with a hat that just runs between the rooms. And <laughs> while so I was scary. reading this, though, I know it's meant to be scary. But every time I read this in any of the articles, I just thought of somebody in, like, a Babadook costume <laughs> with, like, the big hat running back and forth. <laughs> but, like, a really bad Babadook costume. So it's, like, they're all, like, dude, come on. We can see you. You can see, like, like the unpainted cardboard parts of it or <laughs> it's like he's like thinks he's running really fast like he's being sneaky but everyone's just like watching him clomping around (laughs) (laughs) bro come out like it's over (laughs) that's what i thought of every time it's so funny tangden's wife would complain about hearing like music and footsteps coming from the halls while she was trying to sleep Uh, and they were said to have objects thrown at them like plates marbles small rocks and you know occasionally a knife <laughs> does she think her husband's here? she's like no well, can you turn, she the, knows turn that down there's nobody out there as soon as she opens the door the music stops the footsteps stops okay. and then she just gets the shit thrown at her so she's like honey we need to move like <laughs> yeah. imagine you're trying to take a nap like you're tired it's been a long day somebody starts playing loud music outside your door but then you have to sit there and decide uh. If that's worth getting a knife thrown at you for, you gotta like go out there and ask the ghost to like shut up. Oh my god! Like that's not a life that I want to lead. Like, what's it gonna be today? A marble or a knife? And then you just really gotta decide if you're a betting man in that moment. We need to move. Mm, the market's not yeah. right. 
where do they keep getting these knives? <laughs> Needless to say, the Tangdens did not last long in Borgvet. Borgvatnet. Did they die or did they leave? No, they left. Okay, good. They get knives thrown at them. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. And marbles. Can't forget about the marbles. Yeah. But the next priest to occupy the vicarage was Otto Lindgren from 1936 to 1941. All right. As he and his wife sat down for dinner in the dining room, they heard the front door open, steps coming towards the kitchen, and the front door close. When they went to see who was there, there was literally no one. There was no one in the house. The door was still closed. Nothing had happened. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that these fools were not told about the hauntedness of the house <laughs> or if they were they probably just didn't believe it it's literally 1936 yeah. they're like science doesn't <laughs> exist yet <laughs> yeah science hasn't been invented yet like they only lasted five years in the vicarage understandably that's a long, that's <laughs> a long time to be in a haunted house I know. on another occasion otto's wife heard the same thing again the front door opens closes steps comes toward the kitchen where she's sitting but then suddenly she hears music outside the door that leads to the kitchen so oh, nice. she stands up opens it but as soon as she opens the door the music stops she like she's like this is something's not right here so she goes upstairs grabs her husband and takes him back down to the kitchen and while they're both sitting there they hear the music start up again but as soon as they go back to open that door the music stops that's just weird and like people to this day still hear music playing randomly like nobody huh. else around but there's music playing in the house all right free music it's the axe man murder song <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder what was playing um probably nice some nice like jazz maybe in 1941 a diocesan secretary which is basically like the yeah, cathedrals are like them. the church's lawyer that's what a diocesan secretary is it's like a church lawyer oh for all the pedophile lawsuits <laughs> i didn't say this is a catholic church <laughs> um <laughs> there's a really low hit there yeah, that was low seriously <laughs> low blow okay. um so this this secretary lawyer low blow <laughs> low blow because children are short stop <laughs> Oh, hell no. Yeah, you'd fit right in. So the the church lawyer named Inga Floden spent the night in what is now called the crier's room during a business trip to Borgvatnet. So in the middle of the night, she suddenly wakes up and feels like she's being watched. You know that where you can like basically feel somebody's eyes on you, you know? Yeah. And when she turns to look at the couch in her room, she sees three figures sitting on the sofa, staring at her, and he like she hears them crying. That's another oh hell no! <laughs> and when she gets up and turns on the lights, they're still there crying. <laughs> no. This one freaks me out because no. when you turn oh on gosh. the lights, they're supposed yeah, to disappear. Yeah, supposed to go the fuck away. <laughs> and they don't. Oh they're not. It, if horror movies have taught me one thing, it's that when you turn on the lights, you're safe. Oh yeah. That Under that the covers, did not happen. Safe. Lights on, safe. These crying ladies did not get the memo. Yeah. <laughs> she literally pinches herself on the arm to make sure that oh, she's still awake. So but bad. they're still sitting. At the, so they're, they're still on the couch watching her and crying. So she... she they're even watching her? Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. She even walks over to the alarm clock in her room and sets it to like ring as loud as possible. And she still hears them. So she knows, or she still sees them. So she knows she's not dreaming. Oh my God, that's so bad. Mm -hmm. That's she horrible. Even, she even notices like how they look. That's how long she's looking at them. She remembers what they're wearing, what they look like. One of the women, she said, was dressed in black. One was dressed in a purple dress. And the third was in a gray dress. Just like the mm. woman that Rudolph mm -hmm. Tangden saw in the Great Hall 11 years earlier. 
and she said that two of them were sitting with their hands in their laps while the last woman was sitting on the far left knitting. Honestly, I would think like I've ascended to another plane. Like I'm, this is not (laughs) reality. I'm, yeah, yeah. This is a dream, but like it's not, not a good one. I also would have pooped myself, pooped my jammies. (laughs) (laughs) I could not survive something like that. There's ghost knitting. Okay. Nothing's real. I don't think the knitting part scares me. I think the (laughs) crying and staring part. Well, like, why does she, why is she the only one who gets to knit? The other ladies are there too. They're crying because she's not giving them a turn. <laughs> no, I don't. And she even said she even said that the lady in gray looked like she had been crying for a long time and had red circles around her eyes. Oh man! Like she she <laughs> no. saw that level of detail in these ghosts, and despite all of this, she yeah. said that she didn't feel scared, but mostly interested and confused about what was happening. And she just continued to stare at the women before she fell back asleep. Fuck. She went back to sleep after that? She went that? back to sleep after that. God. She didn't even leave the room. Damn. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, She's she went down. Bitch. Yeah, she talked to the priest in residence named Bertel Toonstrom and mentioned how nicely decorated the room was, as you do after you've been traumatized. <laughs> um, she never said anything about the ghost, maybe because she thought people would think she's crazy. But later, during a conversation with another pastor... Inga talked about her experience with the ghosts and wrote a letter testifying about her experiences before the news about all the paranormal activity at the vicarage had become widely known. How many people out there have a ghost story that they're afraid to tell because they don't want people to think they're crazy? A lot, probably. Yeah. Ton. Well, because back then, too, it was like ghosts don't exist. Nowadays, more people have come forward, you know there's actual paranormal research. But Sweden in 1940, it's like. Well, actual paranormal non-believer. research sounds. But uh, like sorry. she she wrote this to like make sure that it was written down and recorded somewhere because the only people who had known about the paranormal activity at this house were just the priests who had lived there before because nobody would believe them. Mm-hmm. Like when they talked, yeah. I'm sure people were like, mm, yeah. "Okay, you lost your marbles. You had yeah. some thrown at you, you but were a you lost bored them." Over there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like and and since Dang. since she opened up about that story, it the room that she was in was named the crier's room. <laughs> yeah, that's a yikes right there. Mm-hmm. That's just about the scariest thing I could think of yeah. um, waking up to. But in the blue rooms <laughs> of the house, guests have testified to hearing heavy objects being dragged across the floor, having blankets pulled off of them in the middle of the night. And they've reported that when they leave the room and come back, the beds have been moved to completely different spots while nobody was there. Imagine getting your blanket pulled off you in the middle of the night. That would just be so uncomfortable. I'd be like, ooh, ghost, I'm sleeping. Bro, wait, you just said blanket pulled off him? (laughs) Yeah, in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's horrible. That's like the worst (laughs) thing I can think of happening. I know. You know how cold it is in my house? (laughs) That's true. And also a ghost pulls a blanket off you? It doesn't matter if it's a ghost or if it's somebody else. That's like the safest place You're already dead, but I'll commit murder again. If for you pull sure. my blanket off. Bro, that's the safest place you can be. I'll and get then the Ouija board. The, they take the blanket off We're sending off you? you into the light. <laughs> Just all these threats on a ghost. They're like, literally, you cannot hurt me. And you're like, I will find a way. I, I will take send my you to that. Off. I'll sage will... this room. Try me. I'll send you to the I'll next level. I'll sage your ass. <laughs> on several different occasions it's also been reported that a little boy is seen in the blue room and people often report that when they stay there or like walk into the room they're just overcome with this sad feeling like some like something tragic has happened is mm. how they describe it this tragic is tracking feeling this is tracking. Um, yeah seems about right 
<laughs> anyways but so yeah um <clears throat> anyways but yeah so let's start again so yeah but anyways let's go okay let's get into it uh <laughs> In 1947, the priest in residence named Eric Lindgren was a home. He was not a hoe. <laughs> was a hoe. <laughs> he was alone in the house when he heard noises coming from upstairs. He said that it sounded like heavy objects were being dragged across the floor, but he was surprised because none of his furniture had arrived yet in the move. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he's... he's the second just floor is some empty. Salt in there to the movers. <laughs> the, the second floor is empty, and he hears dragging furniture up there. Bro. He literally said in a letter, he, "This is a quote." As soon as I came here one evening, I heard heavy furniture or drawers being dragged around upstairs. But however, there was neither furniture nor drawers anywhere or any living person. Still, I heard the sounds absolutely clearly. Furthermore, I have heard footsteps up there, although I know that no one has been in there on these occasions. He's like all prim and proper about it, but I'm like, homeboy, your house haunted. (laughs) You would think it'd be creepier without furniture, but... No, I think an empty house is really creepy, too. A house filled with furniture feels more homey, whereas an empty house feels creepy. True. Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that what I said? I don't know what you said. I just had to re-say it to make me sound right. I said, you'd think it'd be creepier without furniture. But then in this creepy, we'd have kind of furniture that'd be moving. My smooth brain can't handle what you're saying. No, yeah. (laughs) Trust me, it made sense. (laughs) That's going to be my excuse for everything. I don't have enough folds for this. My brain has the folds of a sun chip. (laughs) That's not bad still. Not bad. Anyways, the next day, the same thing happens again. Ribbed for her pleasure. (laughs) your brain (laughs) that is nobody's pleasure that i cannot remember what i ate for breakfast (laughs) or long division (laughs) do you know how to do long division i forgot not anymore (laughs) yeah exactly somewhere i forgot it's locked yeah that's one of those ruffles that got smoothed it's in my one and only fold (laughs) you got long division and how to eat and like Every song I've ever listened to, the lyrics. All the songs. How to put food in your mouth. Long division. That's it. How to breathe. How to breathe, yeah. And that's that one it. Too, the yeah. fold's full. That's Can't full. help you anymore. No more, no more. <laughs> oh, please, God, no more. <laughs> <clears throat> so while Eric is sitting, he's working in the expedition. He hears footsteps out in the yard as if somebody's stomping their shoes on a bridge. There's, there's a bridge near the vicarage. But when he opens the front door, there's nobody there because his house is haunted they're not only inside they're outside now and he heard the same sound just like the priest before him of somebody opening the door walking in closing the door but nobody's there and eventually he's he said he stops investigating the noises because it just it was happening so frequently and i can't say i blame him i feel like that happens to a lot of people though that live in Mm -hmm. haunted spaces it just becomes so normal for them that when they hear noises they just stop caring yeah, they're like, well, somebody's got to live here. And I kind of have experience with it. I guess I can handle it kind of well. Yeah, couldn't guess be I'll me. Stay. would never live in yeah. a haunted house to begin with. <laughs> Eric often took note of the western side of the house, which was where the expedition was located. He would just be sitting alone, working, and then all of a sudden he'd feel that feeling of being watched. Mm-hmm. And he would fe- he would literally feel somebody sitting next to him in his chair. Oh, God. And he, where he said, quote, it created an atmosphere that made it difficult to work. <laughs> Like he can feel someone sitting there at, at the same time he's sitting there? Mm-hmm. He can feel somebody in the room with him. Like and it's inside of him? 
No, 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 not inside of him. He could just feel their presence. Like, you know, when you're like, your back is turned, but you you know somebody's like oh, okay. come into the room. Like, you can kind of sense um, their presence. Ghost Hunters episode that, where the, the, the thing, the stick figure was sitting on that guy? Yeah. Or standing on that guy? Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was like that. No, no, no. He just like sensed it was like next. Like, you okay. know, if you yeah, have yeah. your eyes closed and somebody like comes up next to you and you can't hear it, you can, you can, you can sense that they're there. Yeah, that's kind of weird that we mm-hmm. can do that. He said that he's literally run into ghosts while walking around the expedition he's Dang. collided with a presence <laughs> oh is God. what he said that's scary and so like he he was known to work in the pink room from time to time just so that he wouldn't run into any ghosts and feel like he was being watched he's like i gotta go get some actual work done let me switch rooms in the magicians there's a house that there's ghosts linked to it and they like play out a sequence every once in a while oh yeah like a recurring whatever some ghosts are stuck in a time loop like yeah that, a time loop where they like thing. walk the same path and everything i don't think that's what this was i think they're movable okay yeah they're not just repeating time also i was wondering about like how secured are ghosts to their place because like like sometimes, robert the doll yes say sometimes he, can travel. No. he can travel right mm-hmm. and then this one it depends on the ghost oh that should be another episode the types of ghosts and like yeah yeah more about paranormal research anyways but Eric kept such detailed notes and recorded all of his experiences at the vicarage until eventually all of this paranormal activity just became so natural that he found no reason to write anything down except for the big stuff. Probably the most iconic paranormal story from the Borgvatnet vicarage. Eric was reading a book on a rocking chair in the house when all of a sudden the chair jerks forward so much so that he's shoved onto the floor. He got up, sat down in the chair again, he was probably like, eh, that was probably just me, right? Sat down in the chair again. Same thing happened. He felt, he said that he felt a force coming from behind him, which passed through him and his legs started to tremble so violently that he just lost control and fell onto the floor again. Damn. Mm-hmm. In his journal, he wrote, quote, at first I thought I had unknowingly slung too far forward and sat down in the chair again, but the same thing was repeated. A sudden jerk and then I lay on the floor. Just bucking him out of the chair mm-hmm. they're probably like yo dude i was sitting here <laughs> oh my bad <laughs> and the rocking chair is kind of like the staple of the borgvatnet vicarage it's like it's like the main symbol of the paranormal activity in the house rocking chairs always i mean they're not always creepy. rocking chairs are always like haunted they can be <laughs> you ever seen the outside of a cracker barrel haunted of a, <laughs> of a what <laughs> a cracker barrel uh, no of a what <laughs> it's a cracker barrel that's it was pretty harsh on that one. That was a good one. Crack, cracker, a cracker barrel. Yeah, my Did family you mean to loves do to eat at the cracker barrel. No, so the the rocking chair is like the symbol of paranormal activity in the house. And in 1963, the rocking chair appeared on Sweden's hugely popular entertainment program called Highlands Horna. It's probably Swedish for something. Uh, and where the hosts of the show, along with other people, would sit in the chair to see if the same thing, like the same thing, would happen to them. They would have people from the audience, and like the hosts would go and sit in the chair to see if the ghosts would like push They're them out. They're just testing it. Mm-hmm. That is so dumb. I don't think anything actually happened because I feel like that would have been huge. Like they would have printed that somewhere that like, oh yeah. my god, this guest on the show got knocked out of the chair too. But I didn't see anything. That's weird that they and, wouldn't even have faked it. You know, you you mm-hmm. think that like they'd do a an act or whatever. Who knows. And the rocking chair was actually purchased by super famous Swedish, oh my God, super famous Swedish singer <laughs> named Povel Rommel. And in 1981, the chair was returned back to the vicarage. And I I couldn't find why the chair was returned, like why this guy bought the chair and then gave it back. But I'm assuming it had to do with the ghosts. 
right. he's like it was on the show no nothing happened so i'll just buy it and then he bought it and then got knocked out of the chair probably when he took it home and is like yeah you can have it back oh and in 19 19- why it, nah he probably just didn't like the way it looked maybe doesn't fit the, doesn't fit with the rest of my furniture <laughs> doesn't quite fit the lady in gray yeah i don't have any other gray in my house it's just out of place <laughs> that's probably what he was thinking but in 1947, Eric Lindgren was contacted by a journalist from one of Sweden's newspapers who set up an interview. And in this interview, Eric openly talks about his experiences as well as the experiences of the priest before him with all of the ghosts in the vicarage. And this is this is huge because this was in a time that not a lot of people believed in ghosts or like paranormal experiences because like ghosts and, and paranormal activity was considered super demonic back in this time. And like, I guess... It's still kind of demonic, but it's separate. Yeah. Like there's demonic and then there's paranormal, you know? And so the fact that a priest was openly talking about mm-hmm. this kind of shocked everyone. And it became yeah. like front page news all over Sweden. And in the interview, Eric mentioned that the church had plans for an investigation of the house. And the local bishop confirmed this, that there would indeed be, quote, a scientific investigation of the house after several years of haunting. Ghost and, Adventures? Yeah. 1947 Ghost Adventures, but it's a bishop with the holy water. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and yelling in a really bad Italian accent in Sweden. He's like, oh my I God, imagine, your, imagine a Swedish person doing an Italian accent. I can't. I really can't. I cannot. But yeah, the Borgvatnet Vicarage became known to the public as one of Sweden's most haunted places mic drop except not because it's in a stand that's the end of my case awesome loved it right i let's not go there though let's not go where (laughs) oh to the end well this there was these uh these two brothers bought the bought the vicarage with their wives and now they run it as a hotel and smart business they've they've said in there that uh like like yes this for the most part the spirits like leave people alone mm-hmm. but then you know there's like the pulling the blankets off of them you mm-hmm. know like moving or like yeah. jerking them out of the furniture um they said that they've only that had a few are like searching for that type of thing yes so. of course i mean that's the major draw to this place and since they're non-violent ghosts that's, well it's not bad right um i was reading one of the articles was saying that like when they interviewed the brothers that uh, there were a couple instances of like the brothers going into the home and there was like scratches on their backs and things like they felt pain oh, no. and then like lifted up their shirts and they had scratches all over them. So like, dang, well they're profiting off of the ghosts, yeah. So maybe they're mad at them. Well, maybe, I don't know. Now for those of you who this is your first episode listening at the end of each episode, we like to end on a high note, you know, Kind of needed it for this one. Yeah, we <laughs> needed it for this one. Not as bad as the massacre, I will say, but still not yeah. great. Um, so the title of this article is called Grandparents Finally Get to Hug Grandkids After Nine Months Thanks to Inflatable Polar Bear Costumes. <laughs> it's from the Good News Network. Uh, oh, for COVID? J- like a- mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. It's from the Good News Network. Um, doesn't actually give an author, but I guess credit to the Good News Network says grandparents who hadn't hugged their grandsons since march shared a loving embrace thanks to the bright idea to use inflatable polar bear costumes barbara and clive walshaw said the heartwarming hug was the best six minutes they had all year (laughs) they're obviously not having sex (laughs) 
I ain't putting that in. Actually, <laughs> no, you cannot. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Oh man. Anyways, anyways, they they got to hold their three grand crit grand quids. Their grand crabs. They got to hold their three grandkids, Quinn, who's six, Morgan, who's eight, and Mackenzie, who's 14, for the first time since March mm. 1st after surprising them with the costumes. The couple had been self-isolating, and Barbara said it was heartbreaking for the children when they were told they couldn't come around to see them for Christmas. It's so sad, but like this Good is news kind them, of... But like, it's kind I of an awesome idea, though. Either. Damn. Yeah, I haven't hugged my grandparents in about a year now. The ingenious grandmother stumbled upon the inflatable polar bears while Christmas shopping online and realized she found a way to hug her grandchildren safely. That's super smart. She said it was the best 15 pounds she's <laughs> ever spent because they're in England. <laughs> it's so funny. We'll have to put a picture of this on the Instagram. Ugh. It's so... There's like a little... There's a little plastic window. For your face. They're, they're in giant polar bear inflatable costumes. And there's a little plastic like clear window that they can see out of. And it's just pictures of these giant polar bears hugging these little children. It's so cute. It's so cute. It says, the youngest son, Quinn, was so shocked when he saw Nana and Grandpa walk up to their home that he sprinted back into the house and out again just to make sure it was real okay they're gonna say he sprinted back in the house because he's so afraid <laughs> the giant polar <laughs> bears giant polar bear. yeah i just thought that was really heartwarming uh, and cute that's awesome kind of genius too definitely all right well that's that's been our episode for this week it's it's been a ride for sure yeah <laughs> we're gonna have to do a lot of editing on this one that was cut a out good the, one that was a good one <laughs> cut out some of the jokes <laughs> yeah sorry about that we made too many good jokes do love a good long episode but anyways that's been our show for today thanks so Come much back for next listening week. yeah um oh instagram at archive pod twitter at archive the pod nice um yeah follow us bye did you like it so much that you were gonna go kill somebody <laughs> i mean if you gave me a notebook <laughs> i played the flute so you know i was a bitch that's a, say what wikipedia wikipedia deserves my money more than anything else like more than more than my more than my groceries. But at the same time, I'm so against donating. I'm just like, you know what? No, you should be free. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know why. They yeah. deserve my They deserve $2.50. Oh, yeah. Isn't that what they ask for? Every, I time, I, every time I get the pop-up, I'm like, oh, fuck you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you for asking the website I use every day. <laughs> every day. For everything. Literally, so I don't even I don't even write my cases anymore. I just copy and paste from Wikipedia. <laughs> no, that's a joke. I promise so I write my funny. own stuff. Wikipedia, please don't come for me. <laughs> They're like, copyright. <laughs> Give us all the money your podcast made. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> you're going to have to pay Guess me what? then because I pay to make this. Guess what? Yeah. And we make Guess no money. what? Nothing. <laughs> Tell that to our sponsor. Native deodorant. I'm a sweaty bitch. Native? Yeah, native deodorant. It's all natural, aluminum-free deodorant aluminum yeah aluminum gives you cancer and plugs your armpit what? holes yeah well isn't that what deodorant is supposed to do not the um, cancer part but the, <laughs> just plug your holes yeah but it's not good for you native deodorant's made with like all natural stuff and i'm a sweaty bitch you can get custom butt plugs uh today i mean in what so i mean so nowadays anyways. i was literally about to i was in the flow and you ruined it you were so not in the flow <laughs> You have folds in your brain? Ugh, gross. <laughs> Thumb, index finger, scrotum. <laughs>
That's just too funny. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, that would have been helpful. Freaking <laughs> scrotum. <laughs> <laughs>